my first beer. <laughs> chick from logistics. Things go well, I might be showing her my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Hey, the sheriff is on this. What do you say? The sheriff is near. No, got a blind thing, running. The sheriff is on this. Welcome to an all new movie review. It is me, DBJ, doing the movie review podcast in a hotel room. I've done it all now, folks. I brought my Mac with me, some headphones. I'm excited. We're going to do a nice little short episode so we have something put out tomorrow. Um, today's Wednesday. If you're listening to this, tomorrow's Thursday, March 5th, my birthday. I just celebrated my son's birthday, March the 2nd. Had a great party at the studio on Saturday night. Still tired uh, because when you turn 40, you shouldn't stay up till 4 30 in the morning. So, but I got a quick little show for you. We'll go over some stuff. We're going to talk about The Visible Man, um, all the five pang- penguin actors ranked from worst to best. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some Star Wars stuff, uh, seven movies coming to the theaters in March. Um, also, Super, Super Mario Pac Man about some games that they want. Get made since Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog did very well. So let's go get go ahead and get started here. Um, I won't be able to play a trailer, so we're fine. What I was going to play was the Candyman trailer because um, that just came out. I was pretty excited about that. Um, nine thoughts about the trailer for the new Candyman movie. <clears throat> so it hit the, on February twenty seventh. It came out. It's, it's not coming out until June the twelfth. Um, cause I watched as a kid, the first movie scared me. So the, the original Candyman was released in October 92. Uh, I, was, I was 12 at that time. Um, just about that camera, you know, or looking in the mirror and stuff. Um, Jordan Peele is actually involved with it. Um, Jordan Peele is going to get enough of turning our, um, into horror jams. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. So basically, um, there's something sadistic familiar about the trailer showing five young non-black kids saying Tony Todd's name over and over in a mirror, ending up dead, and a black girl who just trying to use the bathroom, presumed left to take the fall for their murder. Um, this is going to be a messed up movie. There's a lot of blood in the trailer. It's been a long time since I watched the original, so... So much that I cannot remember the last time I saw it. The movie, I don't know. I don't know. That movie affected me a lot. So, and I was reading that article. Um, so, anytime Jordan, Jordan Pill's just been money right now. Everything he's done. So, I'm excited. Definitely excited to see that one. If you don't remember the original Candyman. Candyman. When you saw those bees coming out of his mouth and all of his body. Freaked me out as a kid. I didn't really watch horror movies. My brother watched horror movies. He watched, like I said, a million times. Hashtag Craig. Um, he always watched like Jason and then Freddy, and then he got into other ones. Um, I mean, I like my version of a horror movie was like Evil Dead, Sam Raimi movies. You know, Bruce Campbell, Ash, 
So those are my type of horror movies. I mean, I, I like them, I guess, if it's suspenseful, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think the other one I really liked was Monster Squad. It wasn't a horror movie, but it was like something I really enjoyed doing was watching that one. So finally, um, I, I, I saw switching to something else here. I watched Star Wars Rise of Skywalker when it came out with the family. And everybody was wondering how Palpatine survived that. So Ian McDiarmid says original Rise of Skywalker script confirmed Palpatine clone, but reveal got cut. So, I mean, you know, a lot of things get revealed, but why would you not leave that in? So basically, I guess it's his soul on the inside, the way if I read this article on IndieWire.com. Um, it came out on March the 3rd, the article. I guess it had his soul, but it was a different body. So, because I know, you know, with the Jedi's, with the with the spirit, but he was actually a Sith. So, he was able to, because it was weird, as you see, he almost looked like up to a ventilation machine, but it was coming through his back. If you haven't seen it yet, it'll make sense when you see it. So I still enjoyed the movie. Um, but it was left out and the for the theater cut that part. Uh, I guess Ian during an appearance this month at the London Comic Con spring Palpatine actor. He's Apple actually the actor Ian McDermott said the clone reveal was included in the Rise of Skywalker script from the beginning for reasons yet to be explained. The reveal got cut from the finished movie and no answer was ever provided on screen. The cloning thing, yes. Well, of course, there were all sorts of explanations for why I might return, said during the panel, but it's interesting because at one point in the script, he had a line that first scene was added when he says, you're a clone. And I said, in that original script, which is no longer with us, more than a clone, less than a man, would seem to sum up. And the article goes on, Palpatine's return provided to be one of the most decisive plots on in in the rise of skywalker which came out last december i don't know i don't know how you guys feel about it like i think that's the problem is is we talked about it <clears throat> when you have too many too many people involved in a movie and that big of a movie you know you have disney lucas and different directors different actors i think you know, you're going to run into that uh, let's change it here let's change it there so continuity is probably the best thing you need and Biggest complaint I know they had was continuity with all the movies. So I'd be interested to see where they head from there. But I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, as you know, came out. And so this is from foxbusiness.com by Sean M. Carter, Fox Business. Sonic the Hedgehog, a movie based on a video game series that ranked in more than 265 million, and some gamers want Super Mario's to be next. Uh, there's also the nationally representative Hollywood Reporter consult poll that 2,200 adults. <laughs> it's not even, obviously, it's adults because most of them are 40 and probably older, a little bit younger. The top choice was Super Mario Brothers, the game, which landed number 14 on the game deciding the list of 20 most popular video games of all time. It sold more than 639 units since its debut and has already adapted, been adapted. Like, I mean, it has John Leguizamo in it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the, and I think it had Dennis Quaid, not Dennis Quaid, Dennis Hopper was in it, I believe. So we don't, no, I think it's been very hard for that one to be remade. Um, Pac-Man, Pac-Man made an appearance in the Adam Sandler movie, Kevin James, Pixar. Like, I don't, I don't know. 
this is the problem. This is what RB always talks about is like, so let's be, oh, this was a big hit. Let's see how many more of these movies we can make. I mean, how many vampire movies, vampire shows came after Twilight? Just, just let it be. I mean, it worked the first time. Doesn't mean it's going to work the whole, it's going to work again. I mean, if you go back and look at Sonic, he had to go back and change the way he looked because, um, People complained about it, but I mean, they listened to him, which was good. And they spent millions of dollars to get him to go back and change the way that he looked. Um, oh, one the other, I had another Star Wars thing here from digitalspy.com by Ian Sanwell. Um, Star Wars fans may think they know everything that happened during the original trilogy, but it turns out we miss out some major developments. Since the release of The Rise of Skywalker, Marvel Comics has launched three new Star Wars comic book series, The Rise of Kylo Ren, Follows Ben Solo's Descent to Kylo Ren, while the other two series are set after the events of the Empire Strike Back. Darth Vader has already uh, dropped a uh, Padme bombshell now Star Wars written by Charles Sewell has developed a major twist of its own. The second issue uh, ended with a cliffhanger that Luke Skywalker first lifesaver, which he lost along with his right hand, was actually caught by a mysterious road figure in Cloud City. As a result, uh, he agreed to take Lando back to Cloud City after Lando promised he knew where the lightsaber ended up. So the third issue picks up with Luke Lay and Lando on the way to Cloud City with Lando revealing that Luke's lightsaber fell down the wind tunnel that stabilized the city and likened into an automatic collection system. The trio encounter the resistance when they arrive, their ship blown up to they land by having to leave the defeated the sword trimmers that greeted them. They're all set off for their own mission. Lando has to help his friend Lobot, but not only before telling Luke that his lightsaber probably ended up in smelting core D-52, so that's where Luke heads. Leia has her own reason going to Cloud City, though. She wants to find out how to start uh, the decarbonation sequence to rescue Han Solo, but as soon as she's interrupted by sorts. So basically, um, in the comic book, they actually put, right after Empire Strikes Back, they're actually saying that Leia got put in Carbonite too. Now, of course, we know that Leia didn't stay in Carbonite because we never saw her again because of the time we saw her returning. She was disguising herself as a bounty hunter to rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt. So that's pretty good. I mean, it's that's something that, you know, if it's commissioned by them, uh, by dissing those guys, so it'll definitely uh, be interesting to see on people's take on that. I mean, you can always go back and add to the past, I guess. Um, oh, what we got here on TV? Fox projects Sanders to win Colorado, Biden to win Oklahoma. Super Tuesday. Sorry, there's my um, there's my politics, I guess. Just. The TV automatically just turns back to it's weird. I'm in Ohio and it automatically goes back to Fox News every time you turn the radio on or turn the TV on. That's funny. Every time, <laughs> but they legalized uh, marijuana, but yet Indiana cannot. That's not that's for a different show. Um, TV and movies from BuzzFeed seven movies coming to theaters March 2020 that you absolutely will not want to miss. This is by Allie Hayes. Um, number one, March 6th, which is actually this week, this Friday, Onward, which is, I believe it's a Pixar movie. 
Yeah, this is basically he, him and his friend, which is Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, voice these um, and Julia Lulu Dreyfus on his 16th birthday. Their mother presents the brothers with a gift from the deceased father, which turned out to be a staff, a magical stone, and a visitation spell, a spell that bring their father back to life, but only for 24 hours. So we've talked about that one before. Number two is The Way Back. That's a Ben Affleck movie. I just found out while filming this movie, he actually had someone driving him back and forth to rehab. And he also said this week he got bored with playing the Batman. Um, sports drama, Ben Affleck acting again. Uh, he was a former college basketball star struggling with alcohol in his adulthood, whose life changed when he was offered a coach position on the basketball team as alma mater. So, I mean, I, I think we know what to expect with that one. They, He's struggling, trying to find a meaning in life, and then, you know, he, these kids don't want him here, you know, and, and, and he probably has a relapse, and then they got to get him back up and get to the big game, and he gives them a speech, and then the team wins, and then they all celebrate the beers. That, well, they probably won't celebrate the beers. At the end. I'm just being facetious there. <clears throat> Come on, we've made this movie a million times. I love Ben Affleck. I'm one of the very few that still that um, actually stand by him. A lot of people have not. Um, March 13th is my spy. It's Dave Bautista. So, um, someone in no nonsense CI operative Dave Bautista's task with going undercover in a family. Like, isn't this like pacifier than diesel a little bit? I don't know. Uh, he meets his most difficult client yet, Sophie Newton, a nine-year-old girl who's way too sp spared for his own good. I love it. Sign me up. Really? This is something you're looking for? I love Dave Bautista. I'm a huge wrestling fan, and obviously he's Drax the Destroyer. <sighs> yeah, it's like the Pacifier or another one of those same movies where you have a beefed-up tough dude and Yes, to his antagonist in the whole movie is a little girl, and then they don't get along and probably hit him in the balls and or trick him, and he loses her. Oh my god, just, that just makes me sad. Really makes me sad. I'm just laying all the emotions out tonight. That's just it's so insane. Movie number four is The Hunt. Um. So this is the movie that was actually supposed to be out last year, but they took it down because of um, shootings. This is uh, after being shelved back in September, the hunt is finally being birthed into the world with drastically different marketing following a group of strangers who wake up in a clearing with a whole bunch of weapons. They quickly realize they're being hunted by the elite for sport. So it appears. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there's an old ice team movie called Surviving the Game, very similar to this, that actually had ooh, John C. McGinley was in that one. Um, he was on Rock, he was the star of Rock, he was also in Ruby, he was the maintenance guy. Um, basically, they would take homeless people and then they would hunt them. And then, except for Ice T became the hunter, so hunted. Uh, I'm a big IC fan now. New Jack City. Um, the next one on our list is I Still Believe, March 13th. 
How about a little post-Valentine's Day romance to welcome in springtime? Here we are in autobiographical film on Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey through life. The film is based on Camp's book of the same name, depicts the singer's love life, and writes the start of also Shania Twain's in it, son of a gun. And number six, we played the trailer for last week in Quiet Place Part 2. comes out on March 20th. Um... Now, March 27th, Mulan, they're actually worried about this because the, the coronavirus may affect oversell, overseas ticket sales for a lot of these movies. Um, obviously, this is a film that the same overall tells original 1998 animated film, seeing Mulan join the war effort on behalf of family in order to protect her aging father. How sweet. Every time I see Mulan, I want to see Mulan Rouge. I know that's not the same thing, but every now and then I do want to say that. I found an interesting article here. Um, for most people to know, I use the app Flipboard. Um, you can actually, there's a lot of different ones, but I use this one um, to get a lot of movie articles, celebrity articles, actors, and things like that. So it's actually ranking the best P ones. Um, because Carl and Phil may be set up to play the Penguin and Matt Reeves and Batman, but he won't be the first to rock the umbrella. Let's take a look at the most famous actors that have brought Oswald Cobblepot to life. Of course, Danny DeVito's, to me, 1989-92, I think. Batman Returns, Danny DeVito. I think he still played the best one. Honestly. They actually have Tom Kinney. He actually is the... Um, has voiced the penguin a number of times, but most people won't know that one. Um, I'd actually do. I watch animated series a lot. Next one is Robert Ward Taylor, actually from the Fox show Gotham, which I really enjoyed. Because he actually pulled a lot from the comics, but the other thing was is they, they went in a lot of different directions with it. Um, I, they actually showed the young... Bruce Wayne all the way up until he became Batman, so it was pretty cool. The, they did five... It was only five seasons? I thought it was longer than that. Next one's Paul Williams. Uh, is another one that played the one of the most famous um, animated series. Paul Williams turns up to P1, came in the early 90s. Batman the animated series and the spin off the new Batman Adventures. Uh, though the original animated this, the series design was visually inspired by Tim Burton's gothic reinvention. He was smaller, the long hair that was bald at the top, and even had flippers. Gotta love flippers. Uh, number two is Burgess Meredith. I forgot he played 19, 1966 Batman TV series in a big screen spin off Batman the movie. Wow. If you don't know who Burgess Meredith is, look him up. And obviously, number one, Danny DeVito. 1992, I was right. Sequel, Batman Returns. Yeah, and like, Danny DeVito is a very hilarious. I mean, he's always he's on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was on Taxi, and he's been in some other movies. But yeah, there's not a lot of comedy in that one, if, you were, if you've ever watched that. This is actually what's called, this is on Fan Sided. So these are uh, this article is by Ma Michael Patterson. So it's, 
It's always interesting to see because lists are so subjective. They really are subjective. So, um, like I said, it's going to be a short episode. The last thing I have, I'm going through is kind of sad. This is another thing from BuzzFeed. This is called 26 Unexpectedly Sad Movie Moments You Probably Never Saw Coming. I started reading this list earlier and I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is so difficult. Um, number 26 is actually Click, which is an Adam Sandler movie. Um, and Click, when Michael realized that he had been in this entire family for years, and then he claps into rain and says final goodbyes to everyone before dying. Hashtag spoilers. Some of these are a little bit newer if you haven't seen them. If you hear, I'll say the title and give you a second to skip ahead if you want. Uh, the next one is Parasite. This one, the Oscars. All right. Um, when King Joan was attacked and murdered in, in front of her family at the birthday party. Uh, 24 is Atonement. When Brunnery revealed that uh, Robbie and Silo died and never got to live happily ever after. I've never seen that one. Uh, 23 in the bridge to Terabithia, I guess. Never seen this one either. When Jess found out that Leslie drowned in the creek because the rep swing broke. I don't ruin your day. 22 is Inside Out, the cartoon. It's when Bing Bong sacrificed himself so Joy can save Riley. Never seen that one either. Uh, this one I have seen seven pounds. It's when the flashback revealed that Ben had killed seven people while texting and driving, ultimately killed himself so his organs could be donated. They actually have what they say in, in the dialogue is, what's the emergency? There's no suicide. Who's the victim? I am. It's, uh, it's kind of messed up. My girl. Macaulay Culkin. In My Girl, when Thomas J. has allergic reaction, died from the bee stings, and Veda couldn't handle it at the funeral. And that's what she says. His face hurts where of his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. That's just gut-wrenching. Um, and the Kingsman, the Golden Circle. When Merlin sacrificed himself and stepped on the landmine so Eggsy and Harry could defeat Poppy and save the world. When he starts singing, Country Road, Take Me Home, to the place where I belong. So he can get their attention and then um, take his foot off of it. Um, in the Best Man Holiday, where Lance had to say goodbye to his wife, Mia. I do remember that. It's a little gut-wrenching. 17. This is a newer one. Avengers Endgame. If you haven't seen this yet, spoilers. Please skip ahead. Uh, this is where Hawkeye and Black Widow both tried to sacrifice themselves for the Soul Stone, and Black Widow ended up dying. <coughs> I didn't... I didn't know which way they were going to go. I mean, because I could see it either way in that one. I mean, I guess I'm going to talk about this for a minute. Because Jeremy Renner turned into Ronan. And he turned a very bad person. I know he was killing bad people. I get it. But, like, I thought he was going to atone for his sins and go over the edge for the Soul Stone. And I know Black Widow from... The movies where they said there's a lot of blood on her ledger. Um, quote from the movie. But honestly, that was a tough one. I didn't know who was going to go over. Because um, he actually says, um, Hawkeye says, Natasha, you know what I've become. She said, I, I don't do it to people on their worst mistakes. Um, she says, let me go. 
He says, no, please, no, it's okay, please. And then she falls to her death. But she has a movie coming out. And he has, and the Hawkeye TV show, I know I said it was not happening, but it actually is happening. It's happening, and he actually is wearing a different um, costume, and that uh, it's more towards what's based on the comics. <laughs> this one's The Sixth Sense, which I never watched. I'll tell you the story. So, this is like 2000 or 2001, maybe. I am going out to a friend's house. His name was like Tim Peacock. That's like his real name. Um, it's in the middle of this country town. He had a mullet. We worked together at this veneer warehouse. And I get out there, and, and there's this just annoying, this annoying guy, not Tim, this other guy, just real annoying. And they said, Hey, have you ever seen Six Sense? And I was like, No, not yet. We're hoping to see it. And the guy just blurts out, Well, that's stupid. Bruce Willis is dead the whole time and ruined the whole movie in front of me and stuff, my wife, I mean, the wife. And I was just like, I've never had someone really spoil a movie. Um, but yeah, he definitely ruined the whole movie. I've never watched it. My wife went and watched it several times. I refused to watch it. But in the sixth sense, when Cole revealed that his grandma visited him and she saw his mom dance in the recital. Um, that's a pretty sad part. Um, this one is about time. When time ran out, Tim had to say it's final goodbye to his father, so he did it by letting him win at ping pong. I don't know that one. Um, in One Day, which uh, is an Anne Hathaway movie, it's when her character's name was Emma, was casually riding her bike, and her helmet got hit by a truck, which instantly killed her. See, that's why you got to wear a helmet, kids. you got to wear a helmet. Um, actually, Arby probably would be happy if her character got killed off in that movie, actually. Next is really kind of really sad. It's an up when Carl and Ellie's love story unfolded, and Ellie suffered a miscarriage immediately after decorating the new nursery. That, was, that movie was kind of brutal. Next one's Million Dollar Baby, when Maggie was sucker punched and broke her neck on the soul, leaving her a ventilator-dependent quadriplegic. At the end, her quote was, I can't be like this Frankie Nut after everything I've done. I've seen the world, people chanting my name. you never seen that, that was pretty good. La La Land. Uh, when the dreamy montage showed Mia and Sebastian living happily ever after. Then it cuts back to reality and Mia was with a different guy. That's the moral. That's the, that's the life for most of us. Number 10, I am legend. Will Smith's character had to kill his dog. His only living friend in the entire world. And it got infected. Yeah, that was... That was brutal. Um... And what to expect when you're expecting a rose has miscarriage in the middle of the night. So, I mean, like I said, this, this is, these are some tough, tough lives where people, you know, you start to cry. In A Quiet Place, we just talked about A Quiet Place too. when John Kransky's character told his daughter that he had always loved her right for sacrifice himself to the monsters. I love you. I've always loved you. Um, in Coco, when Miguel's thing remembered me to Coco, she started seeing along and remembered who her father was. I've never seen that one either. In uh, 1917, which this is a newer movie, if you haven't seen this, please skip ahead 15 seconds. When Tom Blake saved the German pilot from a burning plane and the pilot actually stabbed him, ultimately killing him. 
What? When Tom Blake saved the German pilot from burning plane, the pilot quickly stabbed him, ultimately killing him. Jesus. Um, and Mama Mia, here we go. When Donna's spirit appeared at, at Donnie's christening, well, let Sophie know he'd always be there for her. That's weird. I didn't watch that either. Alright, this is Jojo Rabbit, which is probably out on DVD now. It was one of the Oscar contenders. Um, go ahead and fast forward 15 seconds if you don't hear the spoiler. Uh, when Jojo was chasing a butterfly and so he discovered that his mother was hung in the town square and he tried to tie her shoe but couldn't. At the end, you just see him holding his bottom of his mom's shoes. In the stock number three in Star is Born, when Alex Manager convinced Jackson he's holding back her career so he killed himself. Number two in Love Actually, when Karen realized her husband was cheating her, so she excused herself, cried for two minutes, and had to pull her stuff together for her children. And number one, like you guys shouldn't be shocked like this, Adventures in Game, when Tony Stark sacrificed himself to save everybody and Peter and Pepper say their goodbyes. And she says, we'll be okay, you can rest now. And then he dies. And all we talk, all we talk about is, is him possibly coming back. Can we just let people die in peace? I mean, what do we always got to keep bringing them back for? So. Those are some sad, sad, sad moments. And like I'm sitting there thinking, damn. You're in a hotel by yourself, away from your family. And you're reading sad moments in movies. Smart move, Brian. Smart move. So, like I said, I appreciate everybody tuning in. This will be a short episode since it's in the hotel. It's right around 9.30 at night. I'm going to get up early for work. I had the McDonald's fish fillet two for five. Don't recommend it. I know, I know why they're two for five, because it tastes like cardboard. So, um, make sure to like and subscribe to, to Movie Review. Um, obviously... Flyer Media Monday is Juice in the Morning, Beauty Robbins Project, which I know there was now. That's because we put the special episode on. It was sold out on Monday. I just re uploaded it because I know it wasn't on iTunes for some reason, which was fortunate, but it's up there now. Tuesday is Teen and Doe. Wednesday is obviously Movie Reviews. Thursday is Off the Cuff. Uh, Friday is Uncle Buck's, um, Uncle Buck's House. Um, and then I have one more special one in the works. Um, we're doing a special. Into March, we'll be doing a special Smugcast episode live at Wave 1. Um, so thanks for all the birthday wishes. Thanks for everybody who showed up to the birthday party. For those who didn't make it, I know you're busy. A few of you big-time me, but it is what it is. We'll get yours in the end. I'm kidding. Shout-out to RB for actually hosting it, him and Josh and everybody else. So um, I don't have a song set up because of the way that it is, so... Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you always know where to find us. Just make sure to check out everything Flyover Media. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.